let's go back to the time when social injustices were in the forefront of the minds of the world. Welcome to the time when. I'm your host, Chris McLean. Today's episode is different than our normal episodes. We are going to dive into the social injustices affecting our communities. Our guest today has his own podcast. He is the host of Whatever Happened to Common Sense. In this episode, we discuss some real thought-provoking topics, such as how to stand up to social injustices while balancing a professional career, the difference between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, and his hope for the future. My hope is, after you listen to this episode, you will continue the conversation with family members, co-workers, etc., because I believe through conversation and listening to each other, we can change the world. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Our show is available on all the major podcast providers. Hello, everyone. Today's guest is someone who has helped to mentor me to start my own podcast. He is the host of the show, Whatever Happened to Common Sense. Hey, good morning, Chris. Good morning. This morning, man. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. For the people who may not be familiar with your show, can you explain the premise of your, of your podcast? Um, as you referenced, uh, the name of my podcast is the Whatever Happened to Common Sense show. Um, our title is actually kind of a spinoff of a phrase that Chris Rock used many years ago. Hmm. And that was whatever happened to crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the objective of our title is to remind our listeners that in spite of all of the advancements that we have made in society over the years, we should never become so smart that we forget about using just plain good old common sense. Hmm. Like our tagline states, our goal is to provide you with common sense feedback uh, for today's most interesting and intriguing topics. Uh, so what we've done, I mean, for all of our podcasts so far, we can talk about a variety of different topics, um, whether mm -hmm. it be success tips, whether it be pop culture, sports, social issues, politics, uh, so on and so forth um, for our most recent um, episodes, we felt the need to address the unfortunate murders of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. Uh, so our show, we just try to address uh, what we feel uh, is important uh, currently as we progress um, day to day, month to month, and year to year. Yeah, I I agree with what you were saying about the about the social issues. And that was one of the reasons why I thought you'd be a good guest today is to uh, discuss some of those social issues. Listening to your, your past two episodes, I thought you had a very interesting take on those two murders that you just mentioned. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been something that uh, we most certainly felt the need to address. You know, when we originally started the show, you know, we, we had an idea of what categories we wanted to talk about as our reference, but I guess I probably could say we we're going to take a more lighthearted approach. Right. Um, but when COVID came, uh, we felt the need to talk about cor the coronavirus and we want to provide tips. We wanted to talk about uh, different opportunities that were available for families and businesses and, 
And then as these issues came up, uh, as we referenced with Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, again, we just felt led to, to talk about these things. And we just felt like we could not, you know, have these things happening. And, you know, we, as a podcast, not attempt to address it and provide our own thoughts and viewpoints about it. Yeah, I thought the similar thing with with my podcast, originally my podcast was going to be, it still is, but mostly about people just sharing stories, experiences that they had in life. But just like your show kind of took a little bit of a pivot right now, where we also felt like we needed to address some of the, the social issues and things going on in our country as well. And one of the things that stuck out to me in your uh, podcast was when you talked about the difference between all lives matter versus black lives matters. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, certainly. Um, what we see, I, I guess, first and foremost, I, I think there may be some confusion and some um, concerns about the terms black lives matter. So, so before you know, I kind of dive into all lives matter and Black Lives Matter. Let's let, let me give you a brief history because I wanted to explain how this whole Black Lives Matter started. Okay, great. So, so the movement was birthed on social media uh, with the Black Lives Matter hashtag in response to the acquittal of George Zimmerman during the Trayvon Martin trial uh, back in 2013, and it grew from there. Um, for those who don't know, there is an actual Black Lives Matter foundation that is incorporated and it has its own mission and objectives. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, and as I researched it, I saw that there are 13 Black Lives Matter official chapters across the country. And there's also two in Canada. Again, wow. <laughs> things that I didn't know. Yeah. Now, there are uh, people who use the Black Lives Matter moniker that are not are directly affiliated with the foundation of the chapters. Mm -hmm. But there are threads that connect both the foundation and the indirect supporters. And some of these concerns are with, again, racial justice, brutality, mm -hmm. criminal justice reform, human rights, different types of disparities that affect um, the African-American community. Right. I think, you know, when you talk about these things, these things are just benefits that everybody wants, you know, quote unquote, the American dream. Right. Yes. Um, my personal thought is that the premise behind Black Lives Matter is not to say that only Black lives matter. Right. I think that should be, should be obvious that all lives matter. I mean, that's, as we say, that's, that's just common sense. Mm-hmm. But instead, the premise is to bring attention and highlight issues with injustices against the African-American community, uh, such as, again, the recent murders of Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. Um, again, in my own personal opinion, it's not meant to denounce other races or nationalities or entities such as the police force. I mean, mm -hmm. I are good and evil people of all backgrounds and occupations. Right. Um, but I think that, you know, we as a country, we can begin to see that the issues that we've been facing 
uh, have been occurring far too long. And I, as you can see in places like New Zealand and all over the world, all these different protests, I, I just think collectively we, we're starting to see people to start to listen mm-hmm. and, and, and respond to these issues that uh, we've been facing. Um, one point that I saw, and I, I definitely want to highlight, you know, and, and, and here's a thought. Right. You are personally comfortable with the phrase, all lives matter, and you're comfortable with the phrase, blue lives matter. Yes. You're comfortable with the phrase, black lives matter. I want you to think about it. I ask the listeners to think about it, reflect, and ask themselves in a non-stereotypical manner, why are you uncomfortable? Hmm. As I stated in one of my episodes, I mean, this is not solely an African-American issue. Mm -hmm. That we are all responsible uh, to address. And if you have any morals and ethics, you know, please contribute to this cause. Please use your talents to help make this a better world for everyone, including us. Yeah, I we're going to get to a little bit later for the, the listeners um, some some ideas you had about how people can can get involved. I thought some of those um, things that you mentioned in your last show were some uh, for some great ways to uh, to get involved. Uh, one of the other things that you mentioned on your show was the idea of African-Americans in the professional world and being able to speak out about the social climate. And that's something that, you know, I personally really connected with, with what you, uh, what you said. Could you kind of share what your thoughts were with the plant? Absolutely. Um, in my last episode, again, about George Floyd, um, I referenced that some people whether it's African-American, any other race, but particularly for the African-American race, some people will be comfortable with voicing their opinions, but others will not. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt as if that no one should feel as if they cannot share their thoughts and viewpoints about this and utilize their right to peacefully protest. Mm-hmm. So choose on their personal time without having to worry about repercussions from their employer. Um, I felt the need to share this because personally, I know there are some employers that will learn about details from your personal life or learn about some of your personal viewpoints and in turn use these against you in your professional career. Right. Um, You know, some employers are rather for you to be seen and not heard Right. Um, you know, in response, some employers may see you as being arrogant, as agitator or a troublemaker. Uh, the next thing you know, things start to change at your at your job within your career. You know, mm-hmm. interact with you. Um, opportunities that you were destined for may begin to dry up, and for some, potentially, they could lose uh, their employment. So it's it's definitely a real difficult situation if you work in these types of climates. Right. Um, you know, personally, uh, I have worked in climates as such. You know, these uh, 
toxic type of climates. Mm-hmm. But but currently, uh, and I'm very appreciative of this. I currently work for an employer who values me. Right. Uh, they they allow me to to voice my opinion and still be able to go do my job and do my job without having to worry about uh, any type of toxic responses. And do you find that important for, uh, I guess, like bosses or, or managers or leaders to let their employees know that it's like a safe space for them to voice some of their their beliefs and issues? I think that can help for sure. Um, you know, my wife's uh, employer, uh, just, you know, hearing her talk about different things and different uh, Zoom calls and the way that they're approaching, you know, these issues um, is proactive. You know, they've, they've actually stated, hey, you know, we understand what's going on. We understand you may feel the need to get engaged and, and share and do different things. And, you know, we support you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's absolutely necessary that employers actually you know, coming out and say that. I think what is important, though, that whether they say it or not, that they just allow room, they allow space for people to be authentic. Uh, okay. And 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 you know, and if that if authentic means peacefully protesting, if authentic means that we talk about this on our podcast, you know, mm-hmm. we, should, we should have the room to be able to do that, not worrying about it affecting you know our employment. Right. Yeah, I agree. There there are those people, though, like some people out there that, that feel like, you know, you should separate your work from, you know, I guess like the rest of the world. Like when you look at people criticize athletes sometimes, like uh, I believe I forgot who it was, but somebody told I think it was like LeBron to just shut up and dribble. Right. Like to separate sports or even like Starbucks where they, you know, told their employees at first, you know, like not to wear anything in support of like the Black Lives Matter movement. So what would you say, like if people said like, you know, you could kind of, you should separate work from, you know, like the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, when you at work, you have a job to do. Mm-hmm. So there are, you know, as our employer, you know, you know, you may have your own bylaws and different things that guide your employees. I feel like the way that I'm shaping this is that I'm not going to go to my job right now. Well, we're working from home now, but <laughs> at my job, I'm not going to be walking through the hallways screaming, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. No, that's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Right. Um, if somebody wants to engage and have a conversation with me during our lunch or whatever it may be, yeah. Mm-hmm can have that conversation what i'm saying is that on my own personal time oh, okay my own personal time mm-hmm. i should be able to again be authentic and share my viewpoints and thoughts and respond in the way that i feel comfortable responding without my employer finding out about these things mm-hmm. and then it affects me professionally again I've know of I've known of situations in which this has happened, and mm-hmm. I've experienced my you know some of my own personal uh, issues with this. Um, you know, 
I would I would have to dig into it a little deeper to be able to say, hey, you know, I feel comfortable with people coming to work and just making their personal issues a professional right. issue because there should be some separation, obviously. Right, right. You know, there you mm-hmm. know, you go to work to do a, do a job. Mm-hmm. But my personal life, I should be able to be authentic and do what I need to do as well to support causes. Okay, good. You had some great statistics on your show relating to the uh, idea of when people talk about um, like police brutality on on African-Americans. And sometimes people will counter that and say, well, what about black on black crime? We should worry about, you know, like the murder rate in Chicago or something like that. And you had some great statistics relating to that. Uh, Could you share some of those statistics? Absolutely. So, so as I did my research um, for that last episode, uh, I kept coming across the premise that suggests that it's not okay to voice your concerns about, you know, his death if you're not also willing to address the term black or black crime. Right. Uh, and one of the things that I questioned in my podcast was, first of all, who, who came up with that term black on black crime? Mm-hmm. And I ask, you know, my listeners, you know, why don't we use that sim- that term, a similar term for other races as well? So uh, I started to look at the data and I broke it down. And it, unfortunately, again, it, it shows that people murder and kill people in the communities in which they live. Okay. So when you look at the data, and the most recent data that we pull. It's from an FBI report in 2018. It showed that 89% of all murders of African-Americans were committed by another African-American. Mm-hmm. When you look at uh, Caucasians, 81% of all murders of Caucasians were committed by another Caucasian. Right. So I wanted to, to highlight that just to say, hey, we put so much emphasis on the black on black crime, right? But right. The races are having the similar dynamics. Now, look, Stevie Wonder can see that <laughs> we, <laughs> as an African American race, we have issues with our murder rate, right? Uh huh. Right. You know, individually, we we have issues with that. Um, mm. To suggest that you cannot speak about other injustices if in turn you don't talk about the murder rate or black on black crime to me that's just plain ridiculous <laughs> right i agree your background is from a, a rural community do you believe there's a, a difference between like issues in rural communities and urban um i would say yes and no i mean i mean oppression poverty racism and injustices is everywhere Mm-hmm. I do believe when you grow up in a small country town as I did, the number of opportunities for advancement advancement may not be as frequent. Right. Um, and that's the reason why I moved mm-hmm. to an urban area uh, when I got married to the largest county in our state. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt was more progressive. Mm-hmm. It was going to provide more opportunities and exposure for my family. Right. Um, I mean, again, I mean, issues exist everywhere. 
Um, relocating for me uh, provided me with you know more options and uh, opportunity to to learn and to grow. You know, learn from my mistakes and you know, eventually to be able to attain a level of success, stability, prosperity, uh, things of you know of those natures. Okay. Yeah. I've heard from uh, a number of people kind of talking during this time um, who aren't African-American. And they said that they're kind of afraid to talk to some of their, not afraid, but just hesitant, I guess, to talk to some of their um, friends or coworkers who are of a different race because they're like afraid of what they might say. like. Like if they didn't mean to be offensive, but it comes across offensive, what would you kind of suggest for those people? I would suggest if they felt the need to engage in the process, do that. You know, I, I think having conversations with folks is is the beginning of being able to understand each other. Right, I agree. You know, when I when I have an issue with anything, my first way of dealing with it is to talk. Mm -hmm. Because through conversation, even if you start now on uh, differences of opinion, talking about it, you may end up on the same page. Or if you don't end up on the same page, at least you can understand where the other person is coming from. Right. And and in both of those situations, there's growth. Mm -hmm. You know, I may become to agree with what you're thinking, mm -hmm. or may learn from learn from you, know what you're thinking and where you're pulling from. So that's going to help me as well. Um, you know, again, we get so caught up into race, we all want the same things, right? We all want to have a level of success, we mm -hmm. all live peacefully. We all want to be able to, you know, support our families and, and live a decent life. That's right. just, just what people want in general. And that goes beyond race. Are, are you feeling hopeful with these r recent protests? Like, do you feel like things are gonna change this time? Um, you know, in my time on this earth, what, what I'm seeing now is definitely uh, different than anything I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's from both sides of it. Right. From the amount of incidents that are occurring, mm -hmm. but then to also to see the response that we're yeah. seeing. Yeah. My, my concern is that after the protests are done, Mm -hmm. After, you know, recently these statues and different things are coming down. Mm -hmm. All that is said and done, then what? Right. So, and then when I say then what, you can't stop there. You Agree. Know, you know, the progress that we are looking for has to continue. Mm -hmm. We have to continue to push for it. And when I say we, again, this is not just an African-American issue. Mm -hmm. It's an issue for all of us. So all of us have to remain engaged and keep pushing forward. 
I agree. How does it feel being interviewed? Usually you're the host. Is it a little bit different doing a podcast where you're you're being interviewed instead of hosting? I tell you, it's not is <laughs> being on this side of the of the mic versus doing your own show. When you you know, when you're doing your own show, right? You know, you feel like you have I don't know, for me, I just feel like I feel more comfortable. So being on this side is a little different, but <laughs> I definitely appreciate you having me on for sure. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and I'm definitely going to have you on again to discuss what you, uh, or discuss more what you talked about in your podcast and the early episodes about Michael Jordan, not being the best basketball player of all time. We definitely oh, have to discuss that. Oh yeah. You know, you know, what's funny and my father and I, we've never talked about this. I'm quite sure he's listening to my podcast, but there right. There was a post on Facebook about who was the greatest of all time. You know what my father said? No. Nah. My father said Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, just like I. <laughs> so, I at least I got one person <laughs> that, believe, that believes in what I'm saying. <laughs> you said this also during the height of the last dance episode showing where everybody was on Michael Jordan. So I was yeah. like, that is bold saying Michael yeah. Jordan is not the best basketball player. It is, it is bold, man. Hey, listen, man, Mike, Mike's a great player, man. And I think for me, I mean, I grew up looking at all these players. Right. You know, you know, I grew up during that time, you know. I'm, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, became a man in the 90s. So I've, I've been there from the beginning right. with, with Mike. And Mike is great. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, there's, there's some other players that we can, we can debate about as well. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're definitely going to do another show together. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll debate some of these, uh, these basketball things. But uh, thank you for coming on the show and uh, enlightening us with some of this uh, social issues and current events going on. And to everyone else, make sure you guys check out his show, Whatever Happened to Common Sense. Absolutely, man. Thank you for coming on. Uh, for, for our listeners, definitely you can, you can listen uh, to my show. Uh, please uh, subscribe to my Facebook page at we use common sense uh, and then you can receive those notifications when we release um, all of our uh, new episodes mm -hmm. yep sounds great all right thanks again i'll talk to you soon all right chris man thank you man enjoy your day all right you too thank you for listening to today's podcast and as i said in the intro please keep the conversation going. Through conversations, we can change the minds and hearts of others. And remember, everyone has a story.